99 bottles of beer on the wall, 99 bottles of beer. You, you take, take one down, down you pass it around. 98 bottles of beer on the wall, 98 bottles of beer on the wall. I'm into nuggets, y'all. I'm into nuggets. What? Chicken McNuggets, Chicken McNuggets. Remember that commercial from back in, I guess it was the 90s. It was a McDonald's commercial. It was a fun one. Everybody, welcome back, Beers in the Basement. We are at episode 22, and I'd like to say hello. First and foremost, I haven't been around in so long, and I'm sorry for that. And the only reason is, I've been so busy. I've been really a busy dude, and it's become very difficult, and I think I'm starting to hit the pod fade here, and I'm trying not to. But I wanted to check in today, this beautiful day. It's Sunday in Jersey on June 9th, and it's like 75 degrees and sunny, little breezy, and guess where I am? In my basement, drinking beer, making a little something-something for you guys to listen to, maybe this coming week on your way to and or from work, maybe at work. If you hear all kinds of noises in the background, my air conditioner's cranking, I'm doing laundry, and there's all kinds of sounds going on. So I apologize for that if it sounds a little weird. But I have some things to talk about. Thanks again for joining me. It's going to be a cool episode because uh, a couple things. I haven't been around in a while, and I'm excited to be back. I haven't just done this. Number one, I've been busy, like I said. And the Inspirado's been a little weird. And I think that's because I've been so busy. I haven't been able to, like, hang out and drink beer in my basement and talk about it. But now I'm back again. And I have some plans. And I'm going to bounce them off you guys. And then email me. Let me know what's up. Shoot me an email. Beers in the Basement Podcast at gmail.com. I'm sure there's other ways. You could message me on iTunes, maybe, or I don't know if you can message in Spotify. I don't think you can, but uh, why don't we just stick with email for now? Maybe sometime I'll get a phone number. Wouldn't that be fun? I think through Google you can do that. You could just sign up for a free phone number. So, first and foremost, I want to give a shout out here to a gentleman by the name of Jonesy. And if you guys remember way back a bunch of episodes ago, I think I've mentioned it a couple times. I don't really listen to other people's podcasts. Uh, it's just not something, not something that's super on my radar. And also, I don't necessarily want to be influenced. I'm not going to listen to other beer podcasts, period, because I can't listen to people talk about beer forever. And that's what's fun about this podcast is you guys know I talk about it for a couple minutes and then other stuff happens. It's not just beer the whole time. Um, so anyway, Jonesy, he is at weird AF news and that's just another podcast. Um, when I'm taking a shower in the morning, I like to, I like to get my fill of my, my culture, what's going on in the world. So NPR news comes on and then another news station comes on and my wife was saying, dude, can we listen to something else other than just the news? Cause I, and I'll give it to her. It's depressing. It's how you start your day. And it's, it's never any good news. They don't, they don't highlight any good stuff. They just tell you the bad stuff that happens. So I said, all right. So I look at my phone. I'm an Android guy. And I'm like, okay, let's see available podcasts for when you tell Google, you know, play, whatever. You have to sort of set up something. So I'm looking and there was an entertainment tab and I'm like, okay, this might be more up her alley and I, I could get down with that. And I added TMZ just for my trashy pop culture. It's like a little five minute podcast. I love that shit. Guilty pleasure, call it. What the hell Cardi B's been up to. And uh, and then I get my fill. I can start my day full of uh, sarcasm and a cynical attitude. And then I saw this one called Weird AF News. I'm like, oh, this is going to be interesting. 
And what a fun podcast it is. Uh, the dude basically picks three news articles, and he's a comedian. And there'll be bizarre news articles, and he'll just riff on it and kind of make fun of them and, and laugh about them. And he's a funny guy. And he gave Beers in the Basement a shout-out uh, a couple weeks ago, and that was really sweet. So, uh, Jonesy, good job, man. Keep it up. You're killing it. I don't know how you ended up being able to find, like, you hit the entertainment tab, and there's only 20 podcasts to choose from, and one of them is yours. I don't know how you did that. I'm going to shoot you a message and figure that shit out, see if we can get beers in the basement on there. Maybe it's because it's daily. I can't do this daily. I don't have that kind of time. But uh, good for you, man. Anyway, thanks for the shout-out, and you're doing a good job, so I appreciate that. Um Another shout out here. I didn't want to, I, I didn't get this guy's information, but I thought it was interesting because he's uh he's got a product. It's called Mill Six Hemp Vodka. M-I-L-L-S-I-X Hemp Vodka. And he was taught and he had set up one of these little tasting stations at my local liquor store. And you know me, I love talking to everybody, so I'm bullshitting with the guy. And I think it was the proprietor, the main is that the right word? The main owner, the guy that created this, I think. He was a younger dude. He's telling me how they make this stuff in Kentucky. And I'm, I'm thinking, like, I, I don't know. I, I wasn't quick enough to ask him, what the hell are you doing in this random-ass little tiny liquor store in West Trenton, New Jersey? But there he was. And his product is fucking delicious. Uh, I think he said it's about 27 28 bucks for a bottle, which is not bad if you're getting a vodka. Um, it's on the expensive side. So it would be more like in line with some of your higher end vodkas, I think, um, maybe even more than that. But it was good. I tried it. Uh, it was delicious. He had one that was just uh, straight up so I could taste it fresh without any sort of uh, anything. And then he had this little concoction that consisted of some kind of uh, cucumber water. And man, it, it was dangerously good. Very smooth, very sweet. It doesn't taste hempy. And it doesn't taste like vodka. It's almost like, well, yeah, it, it was basically just sweet, but it had a very complex flavor to it. I liked it. So good job, dude. I'm going to shoot you an email. Maybe we can get you in here if you're local because that would be fun to talk about. And he was very personable, friendly dude, full of information. Let's get someone that does does vodka in here. What do you guys think about that? I'm going to work on that. That's on my list of things to do. So for today's beer... This is a little out of left field here, and I have some mixed reviews. Last time, episode 21, I think I mentioned having a gluten-free beer, and I was going to save it, maybe uh, review it with Mike. I'm sick of the shit sitting in my refrigerator anymore, though, so I'm, I'm going to review it right now. So, it's from Lakefront Brewery out of Milwaukee. And what caught my eye about this is basically the fact that it says on the label real big, gluten-free. And it says gluten-free new grist. And it's a Pilsner-style beer from Lakefront Brewery. Standard bottle, kind of boring label. Not a huge fan of the font that they're using here. Nothing, it's, it, it, looks, it looks fucking boring, honestly. It just looks like a boring beer. And I've had two of these, I think, now. Just because. The first one was a test one to see what it's like. The second one was to see if, if I really hated it as much as I did. I don't hate it. It's, it's not my thing, but I want to review it again because it's been sitting in my fridge for a couple of weeks. And maybe my palate's changed a little bit. Maybe it was other stuff that I was eating with it that made me think it wasn't so good. So 
I have a I have a cleansed I have a cleansed palate, and I'm gonna try this new grist right now. And again, this is gluten free. So let's fucking open this bad boy up. Oh yeah. And I've got a Pilsner glass. How fitting. It's a Pilsner style style beer here. Pouring, pouring, pouring. All right. What I first noticed right away is that it's very, very, very light in color. Um, could be mistaken for like a Bud Light or something. There's, it's it's probably even even lighter than something like Bud Light. I mean, this this looks like. Well, let's stay on the positive side. It looks like a, almost a lighter version of a Bud Light. Um, not very bubbly. I, I I like to when I pour my beer. You do the bartender pour, you know, where you tip the glass, pour it along the side, but then at the last quarter of the bottle, I give it a hefty dump to kind of create that head a little bit because I think that it just looks real pretty, and then you, you mix things up. I don't even know if that's the right way of doing it, but that's how I do it because I like how it looks, and this head disappeared almost instantly. If there even was one, there was one, maybe maybe quarter inch and whatever. Let's give this a go. Like I said, I've already had it, but let me give a uh, a fresh review of this. Okay, Whew. Um, it's not as bad as I remember, honestly. It's really hard to describe. It's like a, almost tastes like a cider, but it doesn't have that powerful of a sour bite as some of those cider beers might have. The back end, a little sweet, um, taste a little sugar, I guess. It's okay, and so, let me smell it also. It doesn't smell like much. This is just, okay, I have so much stuff to say about this. So, let's start with this. It's gluten-free. There are tons of people out there in this world, especially now I think it's becoming more of a known thing that gluten can give, from what I understand, a relatively large portion of our population digestive issues and I think we're just starting to discover that it's the cause of a lot of well, not to sound dramatic but pain and suffering for a really large swath of people so the fact that they're coming out with a gluten free beer that's awesome I will definitely give credit to Lakefront Brewery to say how many people must love beer and aren't able to drink it because of the gluten that's in it. Does regular beer even have a lot of gluten? Man, maybe for season two, and I'll get to that in a minute, I, I should start actually doing some homework because it's typically just me riffing on this shit and I don't even know what I'm talking about. It's awesome, though, that they do a gluten-free beer because it allows those people that can't enjoy a regular beer to be in the club. It, it's got some alcohol in it. I think it's 5%. Is that what it says on the label here somewhere? I think that's what I remember reading here at some point. I'm going to go with 5%. I don't see it on the label, but for some reason I remember that as such. And it says, made with water, rice, sorghum, hops, yeast. Bam. That's it. That's what's in here. Fucking easy ass, minimal ingredients. 
pretty awesome if you ask me. However, the flavor mm, leaves something to be desired. So I'm on the fence about this. You got a beer that people that typically can't enjoy beer can have, but to what capacity? I mean, if you're if you have trouble with gluten, do you really want beer so bad and then you drink this kind of so-so crappy tasting beer? Maybe it's one of those things where you just want to be in the club and and hold a beer, hold a can of beer, and just sort of hang out, sip on it. It's not terrible. I'm using a lot of negative words here, but I, I'm just having trouble really finding a, a a redeeming quality about saying, like, would I have three of these? No way. No way. I would have one, and then I would say, give me something else because I don't like this too much, but I'll finish the one for sure, you know me. I'm going to take another sip here. Just got to make this go away somehow. Oh, such a weird, what a weird flavor. It's kind of sour. Ah, I, I I can't get on board with this one. This one's so tough. And I think they make other ones. And I'd be interested in maybe trying another one and giving like a side-by-side. Maybe I happen to pick the one that's really not good. Or this is some kind of flavor that they were going for. I mean, it's a Pilsner. I typically like Pilsners. This one, I I don't know. Whatever, guys. It's okay. I brought a backup down here with me. You know what I brought? I brought the old standby. River Horse, once again. Not going to talk about them too much, but I did want to mention I popped in there yesterday because when I have company over, I like to go out and get something from the local brewery because most times people that come over, they like to have a couple beers and I like to have something on hand that I can say, hey, this is from the brewery right around the corner. And that's kind of cool because I like to support local. And the, these folks are always super nice to me every time I go in there. And they actually, um, what's it called on Instagram when you post a story and then someone reshares it? It's kind of like a retweet, right? I don't know what it's called. Resharing? Am I, am I saying that right? Is your grandpa saying that right? Resharing a story? Well, that's what they did, and that was sweet. I had a picture of my river horse buckled up in my car, and I, I shared it on the Beers in the Basement Instagram, and they reshared it on the river horse one. So that was awesome. And what I bought yesterday was called, I had to write it down here because I didn't really remember, um, Matcha IPA. Matcha IPA. It's pretty good. Uh, I said I wasn't going to go long on the River Horse, so just real quick, matcha is a type of tea, I believe, a type of green tea. Um, Apparently it has some health benefits. I don't care about all that shit. I just want to know if it tastes good and it's not going to kill me. And it tasted good and it didn't kill me. So River Horse, that that was sort of a strange combination, extremely complex flavor, but I'm ripping through this growler, so it's all good, guys. I don't know if it has caffeine in it. Tea usually does, so that would be interesting to find out. I'm not sure of the alcohol content. I think it's 6%. Uh, and, and again, it's a growler, so I don't have all the information in front of me. Um, maybe they should come out with little... I'm going to suggest that to them. I'm going to suggest that to River Horse, that next to their taps, they just have little, maybe business cards, but cheap ones. You know, Don't spend a lot of money, but that sort of writes what, what the beer is, uh, what the ABV is, what the... IBU is and um, what type it is or something like that and they can maybe stick it to the side or on the on the cap or something because um, I wouldn't have known. I had to Google. I forgot the name of it. Matcha IPA. 
Anyway, good job, guys. Um, I'm gonna make some little notes. Ah, fuck it, I'll do those little notes later because I have to listen back. I was at a flea market this morning. When was the last time you were at a flea market? Here in New Jersey, we have one, Central New Jersey, that's basically famous. It's called Columbus Farmer's Market. But when you talk to anybody that's local, you just say, I'm going to Columbus. And that means you're going to the flea market, even though that's the name of the town that it's in, Columbus, New Jersey. Columbus Flea Market is pretty much the, or, or Farmer's Market, they call it, because they have, um, they sell all kinds of produce and, and that kind of stuff. But then they have all the flea market stuff out back, all these tables, everything from people selling old G.I. Joes to, Oh, you name it. You've been to flea markets. Some of it can be so gross. Like, people literally pick up shit from their attic and garage, don't bother to clean it, dump it all on these tables, and want, like, 10 bucks for garbage. Or you have people that kind of set their stuff up real nice. Or you have st- people that sell the type of shit that fell off the back of a, a van or it's kind of knockoff. Um, not quite not quite Tommy Hilfiger. <laughs> It'll be, like, Bobby Hilfiger or something. And that's hilarious. And it's a lot of fun. So I went to Columbus this morning. I hadn't been in a long time. And I think my fascination of flea markets came from when I was super young. There was one in Englishtown, New Jersey. And that was sort of popular where I grew up. And I kept hearing about it. My friends would say, oh, we're going to Englishtown this weekend. They have knives. You can buy knives there. You can buy ninja stars there. I heard they had butterfly knives. That was a big deal when I was like 12 and 13 years old. I wanted all of those things. I wanted knives. I wanted butterfly knives. I wanted ninja stars. And you could not go anywhere, anywhere to buy this stuff. It's like coveted if you're 12 or 13 years old to have a butterfly knife or a ninja star. A fucking razor sharp piece of metal shaped like a star that you throw at shit. It's the best thing ever when you're 13 years old. So I went there one time after begging my mom a thousand times. She finally took me and my friend, and my friend is the kid that had been there before, and he knew right where the vendor was. And we went and bought Ninja Stars, and I didn't get a butterfly knife. I definitely got Ninja Stars, though. Uh, I think the butterfly knives were... I don't remember what the deal was with that. I got one eventually because I was a punk kid, and... I. I want it to be a badass. I don't even know if they're legal. If these things are legal, these throwing stars or butterfly knives, I don't think they're legal in New Jersey at least. Anyway, so we went there, and uh, that sparked my fascination for flea markets. They just have cool shit that you're not going to find somewhere in the mall. And yeah, you can go online. I get it. You can go do anything from Etsy to Amazon and buy your, your used shit. Even eBay is basically like a, a flea market of the internet. Um but you're going to find people know what they have if they're going through the trouble of posting stuff on the internet. That means they certainly have the capacity to just Google what the hell it is they're selling and they typically want top dollar and it's hard to find some really great deals. But when you go to a place like this, you never know what you're going to find. I've never scored anything super crazy, but I know my wife, for example, she's gotten some good deals on things that are made out of jadeite um, and some random old tchotchke kind of stuff things that end up being maybe more valuable than the three bucks that we spent on it. Nothing crazy, but what a fun place. If you guys haven't been to Columbus, now's the time of year. Get there early and wear your sunglasses because 90% of the fun for me is the people watching there. What a culturally diverse 
place that is. Blows my mind every goddamn time. You literally have all walks of life there. And it is quite the show to just walk through there looking at other people what you know peddling their wares and and bumping into people and just sort of rubbing elbows with with such a diverse group of characters and you will see a lot of characters there and what i love about it is i always eat my way through i didn't eat as much as i wanted to this time but i did have an empanada which is this fried dough of some kind i think it's a corn shell to some degree and they 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 stuff it with this uh seasoned beef and then they fry it and it's out there's a stand outside and it's called like tropical i forgot what it's called it's like tropical spanish or something it's really bizarre (laughs) these big banners there's all kinds of food vendors there but for some reason i love this one guy and i go there and get an empanada every goddamn time and, uh, and look at uh what people are selling so i'm eating my empanada i'm going through this place and uh, yeah, a lot of treasures. I, I bought I bought a comb, <laughs> big spender over here. I bought a fucking comb for like fifty cents, and it wasn't used. They have there's various levels of this place. So the outside part, the far outside part, has like the junk, the shit that people are just unloading from there. They just they're there for the day, and instead of having a yard sale or something at their house, they they set up a table here and all their their crap is just sort of thrown out and that's where you can get some pretty cool deals that's where you'll find the the good stuff that you were not expecting to see then as you move closer to the main building you get the people that are there somewhat regularly and they have the bootleg stuff or they have their stuff laid out really nice or it's somebody that's starting their business they have some head shop stuff like you can get your bongs and your bowls and whatever and rolling papers and all that shit and then as you move even closer to the main building, there's a covered portion. It's still outside, but you have a little roof. And those guys are there all the time. Um, and they're selling their Bobby Hilfiger and, 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 and whatever, electronics, cell phone cases and that kind of shit. And then and the stuff that's actually packaged and shipped from China. So you're not going to find the used stuff there. It's all new. It's all kind of garbage, but whatever. Uh, and then you move into the main building, which has a food core. And there was a fire there a couple years ago, so they they redid it. It's really they did a good job. And my buddy John has the music store there. It's called John's Music. And I ran into him, talked to him for a little while. Had a slice of pizza at Pete's Pizza. There's a divide, I guess, amongst the community there at Columbus as to what the better pizza place is. I like Pete's. I don't even remember the name of the other one, but. It's one of those things where you, when you talk to people and you're, oh, I'm going to get a slice of pizza while I'm there. Oh, you going to pizza? You going to the, oh, I'm going to pizza. Ew, you like that one? And it's kind of like this this rift, I guess, uh, in good fun, of course. But sitting there eating this pizza that's just 95% sauce and then dough. And then and they put the cheese, I guess, on the dough and then just cover the whole thing in sauce. It's fucking awesome. And it's really good. I recommend it. It's like a dollar for a slice. You can't go wrong. I had, I think I had, between the two of us, I had a bottle of water, a Coke, and two slices, and it was like six bucks. I mean, come on. The empanada I had was a buck or two also. We, you know, she, she found some stuff. I just bought a comb. I think that's, yeah, that's it, just a comb. And I'm going to use it later. I'm going to comb my hair till it falls out. So anyway, 
That's the fun with flea markets. I, I saw the guys that sell the knives, and the 12-year-old in me still kind of like looks over. Now it's airsoft. I guess that's popular. And I look over, and I'm like, oh, I still kind of want to buy some Ninja Stars or something because I'm a man-child. But uh, I resisted the urge. I got other shit to spend my money on. I don't need any more Chinese stars. Where the hell am I going to? I have BB guns and all kinds of stuff that I thought at some point would be a good idea to buy, and I don't use any of that shit. So that's my flea market adventure for the morning. And uh, I'm going to look at the time. At first I thought, shit, I haven't done this in a while. I haven't been feeling the inspirado. And now I'm turning into usual Pete and just rambling on. It's been almost 25 minutes. Jesus Christ, I don't know how I end up doing this. I still maintain the fact that once you tell me to go and start talking, I can't shut up. Next thing on the list that I have here, as I'm as I'm drinking this, Gluten-free beer from Lakefront Brewery. Mm. So good. Um, one of the things that's been keeping me busy when I started this podcast, I apologized. I'm hitting the pod fade. And I'm a little embarrassed about it because I think around episode seven or eight, I was sort of teasing. I'm not going to hit the pod fade. And, and for those that don't know, haven't listened to that episode, that's a coin termed by somebody, a, a term coined, a corn turned by somebody that uh, basically means you do a bunch of podcast episodes and then you kind of lose interest and you fade away. And it's the people that stay consistent, that always do a podcast. They're the ones that, you know, don't make it. I don't even know what making it means, but they just stay consistent. They start to get a fan base and, and maybe a couple of followers. And I want to try my best here to stick with this because I have so much fun talking to you guys. And I could see like downloads and shit. People are listening to me. I don't know why, but I, I like the fact that hundreds of downloads are happening. That's fucking awesome. So I'm sticking with it. And you know what's been keeping me busy? I'm going to have a party for myself and brag a little bit. I got my realtor license in New Jersey. I went to school. Starting in January, I finished in April. It was a couple times a week for a few hours. Had to do all the all the learning and then all the testing. And I passed everything. And I got my license. And now I'm signed up with a brokerage. And I'm getting that started. I was supposed to actually go show someone a house today. Someone, I guess, that considers... Oh, if there's a weird break in the action there, it's because my disc is too slow. Whatever that means. My computer sucks. Anyway, a guy that thinks he's a flipper, which I don't know. He wants to see these beat up houses. He doesn't know if he wants to buy it to flip it. He doesn't know if he wants to live there himself. He doesn't know if it wants to be a rental property. And he canceled on me today, which is fine. But I wanted to give a shout out. And not by name, but just sort of a general acknowledgement to the realtor that I had worked with when I bought my house. An apology. I look back now and I realize what a pain in the fucking ass I must have been. Really. I was so difficult. I made this poor woman show us so many properties. We even got to the point of putting in an offer on a house that was accepted under attorney review and we bailed on it. Man, and she hung there all for the like commission geez and now it's going to be retribution i guess because i'm going to have clients like that which i'm okay with because a friend of mine dave who has expressed interest in being on the podcast now i should get him in here but 
Yeah, I'll I'll get him in here. I think he would be fun. Um, anyway, that's another story. He he's the one that that kind of pushed me to get my realtor license. Said, dude, I think you'd be good at this. Uh, you could be on my team. And he's had the vision, so I'm working with him, and it's been a lot of fun. And I think it's exciting. I think the biggest thing you can do in life, financially, aside from college, is buy a house. And to be a part of that for somebody, especially first-time buyers, it's such a scary experience. It's a commitment financially, emotionally, all that stuff. And how cool to be involved and and help someone find the place that they're going to call home. And I know that sounds cheesy, but it's true. To be a part of that is so cool. You're not going to be forgotten. It's like Pete helped us find our dream home. And then they live there and have a happy life or not so happy. Either way, they're making memories. and, And I'm a part of that. And that's pretty cool. So that's been keeping me busy also. So between the realtor stuff and my regular day job, you know, the podcast has been taking a backseat. Again, I'm sorry for that. But season two, I do have some goals. I think I'm going to focus on more guests. This is probably going to be my last episode of season one. And then I'll take a little break, actually come up with a real agenda, come up with a real itinerary who my guests are going to be, who I can get in here, and just make it a little more colorful, a little more fun for everybody. So we'll see what happens. Maybe I'm just full of shit, and I'll just do this again next week and say, oh, I never made season two. I'm full of crap. But that remains to be seen. And one last thing before I go. I'm at about a half hour here as I'm sipping this delicious beer (laughs) Mm, gluten-free new grist by lakefront brewery yummy (laughs) i just can't bring myself to just throw it away i can't do that i have to finish it and i'm trying i think that's what it was the first sip wasn't so bad but then the more i drink it ah no the worse it gets I don't like this. I don't like to talk shit about beer, but this one isn't good. I got to try another gluten-free one. Maybe I can find one that I like. Anyway, one thing I wanted to mention that I thought was interesting was music-wise, artists aren't... So I follow a couple artists on Spotify, and they're lesser-known artists. There's, uh, There's one in particular called Thank You Scientist. I like them. They're like prog, rock, metal weirdness whatever strange time signatures definitely not for everyone and even i have to be in the mood to listen to them but they're the ones that kind of made me think about this a little bit um they came out with an album maybe a year or two ago and it was really good and then i get a notice from spotify like oh one of your listeners to artists has a new single out and i'm looking at it i'm like oh this is kind of smart so when i was doing the music thing we would put out we wouldn't really put out singles. Maybe when we first got started, it would be like a demo and it would have three or four songs. But it was really complicated because you had to get, if you wanted to solicit it, you had either MySpace, which is obviously not there anymore, but uh, that was an okay tool. But this was a weird time. MySpace was sort of on its way out. People didn't use it as much anymore. Uh, but then you had making CDs. 
And that was it was expensive. You had to make these demo CDs, and then you had to pay for printing on it, and it was all these costs. But now bands can literally like instead of saying, "I want to put out a new album and make your fans wait," you just put one out, and then our culture of ADD has become, "I want something new right now." All right, maybe maybe six months go by, and they want something fresh. So it looks like what a lot of these artists are doing is instead of just putting out albums every two years and getting to the point where maybe they're fading away a little bit, they want to stay fresh on people's minds. They're releasing singles, but more consistently. Uh, so that way it gives it gives people that sort of reminder. And it's so easy because you can just upload it to any one of these streaming services and call it a day, you know, um, same thing, I guess, goes with podcast. Well, podcasting is a little different um, because you're not listening to a full album or full episodes. Normally, it would be one episode, bite-sized pieces, just by the the nature of things. But it's like musicians are becoming more podcasty in the sense that putting out little bits consistently versus one big thing only once every so often. And I think that's a great idea. It's a great way to keep people interested, keep people hooked, keep people remembering who you are and, and all that stuff because that is quite the challenge these days is to stay relevant and to stay current. And some people try to do that by being outrageous. Some of those, uh, you know, there's some hip-hop artists right now that are just, they almost try to cause drama. Um, you know, even the rock guys do it. Um just try to stay in the news with with some crazy behavior and shit like that. Uh, other people just sort of put out music more consistently, and I think that's a great idea. That's my good story for you. I'm gonna go cook some dinner. I I don't know if I'm gonna finish this new ah fuck. While I'm editing, I'm gonna finish this beer, but it's kind of a dud for me. Let me go through my list here. Make sure that I touched on all the things that I wanted to talk about. Everything from butterfly knives to flea markets. Yep, got it. Got it. Got it. Got it. All right, folks. Maybe season two will be the next episode. I have to figure out how that works through iTunes and all that stuff. Um, And I think I'm going to have a more concise itinerary. We'll see what happens. We'll see what happens. All right, everybody. Have a great weekend. And I love you. Bye. Beers in the Basement podcast. That sounds amazing. I want to hang out with anybody who's drinking beers in the basement while recording a podcast. Take one down, you pass it around. 98 bottles of beer on the wall. 98 bottles of beer on the wall. 98 bottles of beer. You take one down. You